0: There is just something about talking about children and being able to honor them that does my heart good. I started my working career as a Christian ed director in a couple of churches, and so I just love any time we get to have children in front of us that we get to honor them and be reminded of how we need to take every day and every opportunity to share with them not only God's love for them, but that we would encourage them, that we would show them that our lives are meant to honor God in all that we do, and all that we say. There's always something, too, about going back in my memory as a child going to church. I'm sure many of you can do the same, that you can take some moments and just recall those, those precious stories and and I know that I've already shared some of them with you. Perhaps you might remember the one of before I was of age, I wanted nothing to do with the nursery. I was going to Sunday school with the big kids. I wanted to be there. I didn't want to miss out. I remember sitting with my paternal grandparents and, and my grandmother, because my parents were in the choir. So I would sit with my grandparents and my grandmother taught me how to read whenever we would prepare before the service. We would read the prayer of confession before church started. We would read the Lord's Prayer before church started, and that's that's where I remember learning to read. And then there were my parents who were always in the choir, and there was never a Sunday that, that seeing them sing, I didn't know their faith because it showed on their face. Every word that they sang, there was an emotion, and I could see it. We might not have talked about God every day at home, but I know that our faith was important. And going to church wasn't a pain or something that we had to do. It was something that we wanted to do. We always wanted to be there. And, and, and I remember how important Easter was for us and, and the time leading up to it and being a part of the passion play at our church. It was just so important. And I loved growing up, and I love having those memories. After my husband and I were married, we lived in his family home. His parents had retired, and they had moved. And so he and I lived in that family home for a few years. And the interesting thing about where we lived is that his very Catholic family grew up in the very middle of a very Orthodox Jewish neighborhood. And so every day for the majority of his life, every week I should say, and all those high holy days, he would witness and I was able to experience as families took very seriously what Miss Susan shared from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 6, saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. They took seriously these commands. They still take seriously the word of God that every opportunity, every moment of every day is a useful time to be able to share who God is, who God desires for us to be, and who we are in the family of God. In that time, in the generations that followed over the centuries, we can look back and read, we can see how children have been treated, what how they have been viewed, We know from some of our own experiences that that we have felt as children loved, honored, acknowledged. Others of us, perhaps not so much. Others may be feeling neglected. Others knowing what it is to experience abuse or to be treated as nothing. And children are, aren't they, the most vulnerable, finding themselves in some of the most powerless and weak places in our society and in our world. But for some, being told that they are nothing. How can anyone reject a child? Or treat them in such an unholy manner? And here in this text, we find that Jesus has, of course, ha- have been speaking with people, has been sharing about God's law, about God's commands. Those Pharisees are trying yet again to trip him up, trying to trap him in some way. And there are people who have, who have been there hearing all that he had to say and and some of these people had their children with him and they and they just ever so you know quietly were just kind of moving towards him they were trying to bring their children over that he might place a hand of blessing upon them but the disciples they weren't they weren't really having it those disciples were like hey get get back what are you doing leave him alone he doesn't he doesn't need to be bothered by these children Jesus says, no, stop. What are, what are you talking about? No, let them come to me. Don't don't stop them from coming. Let them come. Let them be with me. It reminds me of a story that my dad shared with me at one point. I must have been about three years old. And, uh, And my dad and my maternal grandfather were coming back from golfing. And so we were at my grandparents' house. My mom and I were there also. And and as soon as those guys walked through the door, I made a beeline for my grandpa. And my dad was, he said he was a little hurt by that. I didn't go to him. I went to my grandpa. and, And he told me that he said to my grandfather, okay, what did you do? Like, do you have candy in your pocket? Why did she go to you and not me? My grandfather said, I I, I promise I didn't do anything special. (laughs) I didn't twist her arm or promise her anything. But, you know, there's just something about being a grandpa that I don't have to worry about some of the things you have to as a dad. And so she knows that as soon as she sees me, I'm going to listen to every word. That I'm going to be right there with her and, and whatever she wants to do, I'm going to do it. And whatever she wants to show me, I am right there. And it's not because she doesn't think you love her, but it's you're the dad and you've got other things you got to worry about sometimes. And my dad said we left that day and he thought I'm never letting that happen again my daughter's going to know that she is the most important thing to me. And the next time we come home from golfing, I'm going to make sure she comes to me. That's who our God is. He wants to make sure you know that you can go to him. That there is nothing else There's nothing else in this world more important than you are. Jesus said, don't stop them. Let them come. Let them come to me. Too often, we aren't allowing our children to just speak the things that they want or that they know or that they need. Too often, even in our own homes, not because we don't love them, but we're, we're telling them what they should do and what they should think and how they should feel. And it is important that they know that there are rules and that there are things that they need to do in certain places and circumstances and that, that there are behaviors that we expect absolutely because there's something about being taught that stuff. But it's also important that they know that they are loved and that they are heard and that they are appreciated and that we want to know how they feel and what they're thinking. Because that's what God wants them to do too. That no matter what, from the very beginning, we want our children to know that their home, where they live is a safe place. That the people that they live with, their parents, their grandparents, whoever it might be, that they're a safe place. And that if they need anything, they can trust that where they live and who they're with are safe. But we also need them to know that beyond that, they are safe with God. That they are safe with Jesus. That if, a, if something happens and the, that they're at school and, and mom and dad aren't there, they can go to Jesus. That if there is something going on and just for whatever reason, they might not be at home. Maybe they're at a friend's house playing. They know that they're safe because they're with Jesus. No matter what they are, where they are, or what they're going through. And so we have to teach them. Remember that verse in scripture that says, teach a child in the way they should go and they will not depart from it. It's, we have to teach it to them though. We have to teach it to them. They have to hear it when we're coming and when we're going, when we're lying down and when we get up. They need to know it. And when they know it, whether it seems to you they've departed from it or not, God hasn't departed from them. They still know it. It's so incredible to me that we can assume things about our kids. I mean, we we—it's a hard thing for us to know our own thoughts and emotions sometimes. And it's taken me all these years, and my my. Uh, christian ed degree and my working with children and just experiencing with them one-on-one that's so intriguing though to be able to just listen and hear the things that come from those little minds i'm sure you've all had an experience where you just thought did that really just come out of that child's mouth that is amazing how did they know that how did they come up with some, with such compassion or such understanding? Where did they learn that? I don't remember speaking that to them. And yet they know. They know and they understand, but, but there are things that we still need to teach them. Because there are many who don't know or understand how to express what they're thinking or feeling. We have to be paying attention, so we can help them in that. I had a, a great two years where I was able to be the nanny to a niece and nephew. They were two and three years old at the time, and and uh, you know how these kids—they just loved to be—they loved being tickled. They just loved it, right? And and I'm sure you've probably had an experience where there's just—I mean, these kids—you just tickle, 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 and then they run away like, <laughs> but stop, stop, and then they come right back for it right? They don't want it. They're not done. This is just too much fun. Even though they run away or say stop, they want you to keep going. But I noticed with my niece and nephew that there was a point at which they really were done. (laughs) Sometimes it was just an easy I'm done. Other times it was like meltdown (laughs) because they didn't know that they could say stop and I would do it. So I said to them one day, I said, hey, Why don't, if you're done, if you really don't want me to tickle you anymore, you just say, stop, please. And as soon as I hear that, please, I will know that you are done. Okay. So a little while later, we were playing, and they were wanting me to tickle them. Ah, Stop, no, keep going, stop. Ah. And then all of a sudden, I heard a stop, please. But there was still a smile on the face. And I said, okay, I'll stop. I love you. I love you. But it was helping them understand that you don't have to go away crying. You can just say, please stop. Okay, I'll stop. I hear you. I understand what you're saying. And you know all these years later at 10 and 11, we can be in a family situation and and they could be acting up and carrying it on and, and it's, you know, usually when Grandpa starts giving the hairy eyeball and I'm like, ooh, hey, hey, niece and nephew, would you please stop doing that right now so Grandpa doesn't have a heart attack? Oh, okay. Aunt Ty just used the language that she helped me understand. That if there's a situation where I just really need to focus... She uses a certain word in a certain way, and I know. Kids don't know if we don't teach them. They don't know they're safe if we don't teach them. They don't know Jesus is safe if we don't teach them. They don't know God's word if we don't teach them. Just as Jesus was brought as an infant, to the synagogue by his parents and Simeon welcomed them and took him in his arms and blessed him just as we welcome you as you bring your infants for baptism when we place a hand of blessing upon them just as Jesus welcomed those children into his arms do not stop them but let them come and embrace them And bless them, we have embraced our children, blessing them with God's word, placing a hand upon them, knowing that God's spirit is with them, that they are set apart, that they are a child of God, because we are teaching them that they are safe in the arms of God. And so we pray for each other. We pray for our families. We pray for our children. We, we bring them to church and Sunday school, and, and we, we give them their own Bible so that they know God's word is for them. And we listen when they speak, and we, we encourage them to speak what, what they're questioning or what they're afraid of. We want to know because God wants to know god is there with those arms wide saying come come to me i want to know you are my child and there is nothing that i will withhold from you i will teach you i will make sure you know that i will listen to everything you have to say when you are rejoicing and when you are questioning because you are mine and that is what it looks like to be a kid in God's kingdom and there's no place I'd rather be will you pray with me holy and loving God God we know that your heart is that we would run to you That when we look and we see you, we would run to you because you, God, love us. And you hear us and you care about every bit of our lives because you, God, have not pushed us away, but you have made a way for us to live and know that you are with us every moment. And that every instance that even may be overwhelming, is one that we can run to you, that you are a safe place. And that you, God, call each one of us as your children into the love and safety of your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen.